see you have your Java. I do. I have a, my fancy little coffee cup with my name written on it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I, my yeah. name is Dixie. Dixie. <laughs> Dixie where? That's what it says. Uh, oh, yeah, and I'm 12 ounces. <laughs> I'm Dixie, 12 ounces. Hi, hi I'm 12 ounce Dixie. Well, you know, it's not the ounces that count. It's, it's not. It's how you drink them. That's exactly right. It's how what are you? It's what you do with it. It's what you do with the ounces. That's right. And I tell you what I'm going to do with this. It's going to go right through me, and uh, you'll, about 30 minutes from now, I'm going to go down the hallway. I've I've really rediscovered my love of coffee. I drink it all day long now Did you not home. love coffee before? I did. I, for yeah. years, I drank black coffee yeah and then i got in i got into the frou-frou ice coffee no, drinks no 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 and then i got into energy drinks no no because i always no. gotta take it to the limit right and yeah. now i'm back drinking coffee just straight up just black. straight up coffee just, man just just hard and black that's what i like i like it hard and i like it black just just hard like that. and black hard and black just like that. oh hold on mm. i said hard and black mm. Don Morgan. So Don, for some odd reason, Don Morgan is looking at me going, no, no don't, <laughs> don't, 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 don't do it. You Don, Don's barely alive this morning. He, he was, was at uh, John Melon Camp last yeah. night. We're going to talk about that here in a little yeah. while. Meanwhile, uh, hey, you're not a racist anymore. I'm not a racist anymore because guess what? We were right. Uh, <laughs> COVID-19 came out of a lab and what? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> So, uh, Round Eye, you got it right. right and round so, Eye, so yeah. I. You got it right, Round Eye. It was us. Uh, we don't like you. Yeah, so that, that's the other thing. They're saying it was an accident. Uh, My ass. Bull crap. <laughs> Sorry to cuss that this was, early in no, the No, it's all right. It My was, big butt. It was, it was no accident. accident. It was for real. They did it for real. They did it to sway our elections, to screw well, around with us. We were also kicking their butts with uh, tariff negotiations. Of course, of course. And Donald the- Trump was also isolating. He was going to the other country saying, hey, you got a raw deal from China. That's right. They saw the meal ticket, the money river uh, started dry to dry up. up. Well, manufacturing was leaving China and coming yeah. back air. Trump was making some uh, waves there. And all get of a sudden... Him. A freaking pandemic out of the Wuhan lab. Well, and it's got to be uh, world domination, too, because that's what they want, well, yeah. is world domination. Well, they wanted to affect the election, sure. too. They wanted to affect it all. Absolutely. And so they did it. They did it. They allegedly. absolutely did Well, no. <laughs> I'm not saying allegedly, because that's what well, I believe. I guess not. I'm going to say I believe that. If the Energy Department's saying it now. And the FBI. And the FBI. They're both saying it came out of the Wuhan the lab. The only difference is you and I think it was intentional. Absolutely. That's the only difference. And uh, back in the day, we were lunatics racist. we were racists you were we racist were if you said conspiracy Chinese. weirdos and and here's the thing people were canceled or they yeah. were ta- they were taking their facebook accounts were taken down their twitter accounts were taken down yeah. the the media like abc cbs chuck todd they all called people racist yeah joe biden called donald trump a racist because he said it came out of china well, and they called him a racist because he, within two weeks, he shut down uh, all traffic in and out of China into this country. Right. And he was a xenophobe and he racist. was a racist. And frankly, the people who seem to have the biggest problem with Chinese or Asian Americans are freaking Democrats. Well, so I, <laughs> they don't seem to like the Chinese Americans. The Democrats for some are reason. racist against whoever. Well, you know? that's true. They're yeah. just racist people over there. They're horrible people. They right? are. Uh, they are. So what we've learned in the past week, what they have admitted, not what we've learned, because real Americans always knew this, right. but what they have admitted in the past week, well, yes, it was it was there in that lab, and it came out of that lab, so a bat didn't bite somebody. <laughs> Masks did not work. 
They had a report last week. Well, son of a gun. Mass didn't work. What about the, you know, the the the, the vaunted uh, N95? That didn't work either. Right. Mass did not work. Vax mandates did not work. Pretty much everything we were saying. Absolutely. And we called nuts at the and nuts and hateful at the time. We were spot on. And by we, I mean anybody who was saying yeah. this stuff. We were spot on. Right, the whole time. The, the masks time. have about 5% efficacy, I think, all is what they're saying, maybe, 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 which I knew when my glasses would steam up well, when so I'd wear one. That was the whole thing we would talk about, is you're blowing snot everywhere. Yeah. Every time you breathe, your glasses would fog up. Of course, you're not keeping anything in, and you're not keeping anything out. The other thing was the vax mandates didn't work. Well, we know the vax didn't work. Look. Everybody that got the vax got got COVID. I got it after being yeah. vaxxed. In the freaking <laughs> in, hospital. In the hospital, man. Uh, lockdowns didn't work. They nope. screwed up our kids, destroyed business here, didn't do any good. Yep. So basically, when it came to COVID, the government got everything wrong. But you know they did it intentionally because it wasn't about protecting people from COVID. It was about government control over your individual liberties. It was that. It was. It was. Uh, this was their argument for why states were able to change election laws arbitrarily without the normal process. Well, it's an emergency. Putting Joe Biden in a in a bunker. Put, putting Joe in a bunker and then putting him, him in the Oval Office, well, yeah. basically so, with the COVID. So they could put him in there. Yeah. I mean, everything we said was. I I believe we were spot on. Woody Harrelson the other night on. Saturday Night Live, said the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes, and people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over again. Yeah, and and the, the liberals, he was talking about a fictional movie script that he had been handed that he didn't like and he turned down. Right. But if you listen to what he's saying, he's obviously talking about the the pandemic stuff, and the liberals went nuts. But he's right. He's absolutely he's right. He's right. I'll tell you, man. Big pharma. I just I, they are one of the worst cartels. Big pharma cartel. This country has ever. They are absolutely against Americans. Absolutely, well, they're all about making money. They're, they they're about making money, and and you know I. I I, God bless you know people advertising, but I mean uh, when when the uh, the Clinton administration rolled back the standards on what could be advertised on TV and radio and what couldn't, and the f- big pharma could advertise, and they went nuts, changed everything. It really turned us into a culture of pharmacologicals. I mean, we we really be- pharma. That's what we pharmaceuticals. That's what we became. And tell me one thing that they cure. Nothing. They don't. They, they what it is? It's symptom management. That's all these mRNA uh, vaccines are. That's symptom all, yeah. management doesn't I, cure. It doesn't keep you from getting COVID. I take like nine pills a day. Yeah. Not a single one of them is curing me. Right. It's not going to happen. It's just manages yeah. symptoms. That's all these yep. things do. Yep. Yep. So you know, I I feel somewhat vindicated. Uh, do you think you think Fauci's going to be out there apologizing? You think any of these people Fauci are going to come out to be and apologize? In jail. Well, I agree, That's where agree that again. Boy needs he needs to be, to be in a cage yeah. for crimes against humanity. Uh, uh. But you, you're not going to you're not going to hear Biden say, "Well, gosh, champ, I'm so sorry. No. I called you all racists." Oh no, they're not going to do that, <laughs> and they're not sorry. No, it served not. their purposes. Absolutely, they it got did. they got uh, great control over a lot of people, and still do to this day. Sean, I was in a neighborhood uh, the other day. Yeah. I went on a uh, on an eviction thing with some with some uh, deputies, constables, right. and down at the end of the street on the corner is a couple. By themselves, it's a neighborhood 
on the yeah. street corner. There's nobody around them. Right. I don't care. 100 miles. Whatever. And they're wearing masks. I still I see it every day. People in their cars alone wearing masks. It it, it It's so ingrained the act into their heads. Sure. That they don't know what to do without it. At Just this take point. it they off. Don't, they don't feel people like that now at this point feel weird if they're not wearing the they masks. They feel unsafe because Even they were they, they were taught. There's apparently yeah. no science, None. which there never was, backing up the use of these masks. Hey, this mayor of San Antonio well, said you're going to be killing people if you don't uh, wear your mask. He was sitting next to Howdy Doody with the thing around his neck. Remember every well, night. Well, the, guy, the old fart war, judge wore the bandana, which about. we knew from day one didn't That's work. That's why I call Howdy Doody. Yeah, with that bandana around his neck, you know. And uh, remember, I remember Nuremberg saying, well, you know, we just can't charge our way. Unfortunately, I can't charge my way out of this, meaning he can't just start arresting people. He was lamenting yeah. the fact that he couldn't arrest he people to. for not wearing their masks. He, he said that. Masks that do not work. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about him a little bit later on. Do you want to talk movies? I do, because you saw the Jesus Revolution on Friday. I actually have the, I started reading the book. Yeah. I want to get the book through, get through the book before I see the movie. We'll do that in the next segment? Yeah, let's okay. do that. Let's do it. All right, quick break. More wearing Rhyme coming up at Shirts Funeral Home. They're your family funeral home here for you and here for your family. And, of course, at time, if you need to do that now. And we all will. There's going to come a time when everybody will have to plan a funeral for somebody. And I hope you'll remember the name, Shirts Funeral Home, when that time comes for you. Uh, but also, you know, pre-planning and pre-need, having a pr- plan in place for ourselves, and maybe you're in your 40s uh, right now, and you're thinking, man, it's going to be many you know, decades from now. And I hope it is. Uh, life is uncertain. That's the only thing that's certain about life is that life is uncertain. So having a plan in place now makes great sense. And so that when the time comes, hopefully you know, another four or five decades from now, that it's going to kick in, and they're going to do everything you wanted them to do. And, but you've already paid for it. So the kiddos won't have to pay for it at that time, or the grandkiddos or whoever. Church is going to handle all that for you as well. So pre-planning and pre-need, that's a big deal. And at-time services right now, it's a big deal too. Your family funeral home is Church Funeral Home at 210-658-9224. Welcome to spring and summertime weather, baby. Sunny today at 85, 86 tomorrow. 90 on Wednesday. It's 64 right now at KTSA. Good morning, your commute definitely. Boy, that's a... That's a barely recognizable song, isn't it? Nobody knows. Little known cut, album yeah, cut. Right. Nobody knows. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's uh, 720. It's Warren Rima, KTSA. So when I got to the theater on Friday. Yeah, you went to see the Jesus Revolution. 10 o'clock Friday morning. Because that's <laughs> right. more like, you know, 9 p.m. Right, right. right. You know, the, the first thought I had, this has nothing to do with the movie. I, my first thought was, I wish Hollywood made better movies because I sure enjoy those theaters now. They're nice. They're nice. They got recliners. <laughs> you, can, you can get stuff from the bar and get food. They bring it to you. They you bring push it a, to you, man. Push a button. I wish, I, you know what? I told Nancy I need one of these at home. She said, fat chance, buddy. Well, when's the last time you saw a movie? Like 30 years ago? Yeah, I mean, well, no, <laughs> no. I saw Elvis last year. Oh, Elvis. That's so right. I've seen two in two years. But they're nice now. They the, are, the theaters man. are really nice. And you know, uh, my granddaughter, one of them, takes a blanket with her when she goes. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, yeah. anyway, this re- reclining seat. Push the button. Right. Somebody comes up, said, Bring me a popcorn, man. And they bring you a popcorn. It's hot and it's salty. It's so good. Singing. And then they run the previews and go, I don't want to see any of those. Those are horrible. <laughs> Dungeon and Dragons, Super Mario. Who wants to see that crap? Well, I. This is embarrassing to my wife, but I used to play Dungeons and Dragons, so I actually do want to see the Dungeons and Dragons. Well, but now I can hear them laughing. Yeah, at me. whatever. Okay. 
So I don't know. I just I, I wish they made better movies. Cause I don't well, want to most of the movies do suck. So, uh, Jesus Revolution. Yes, it was a good movie. It was uh, historically accurate. It, right. Uh, there, were, there was only two real minor things that they changed that I found that didn't really impact the story at all. Right. Not one little bit. Um, so very well put together. It, it, it turned out it was more about Greg and Kathy Laurie than it was about the movement itself uh, and, and how they right. fit into it because it really focused in on their relationship more than anything else. Well, the book is kind of focused on him, I've noticed. Yeah. as I Because I told you, I, I started reading. He wrote yeah. the book in 2018 with yeah. somebody else, and so I've been reading that. Right, yeah. And it's the Jesus Revolution through his perspective. Right. Yeah. And it, it does a lot of focusing on, on their relationship and the two of them coming together. And it's, right. it's very Hollywoodized. Sure. So it's, 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 it's more of a story. If you're going in thinking you're going to a like a documentary and learn about that moment, it's not really that. Although you do learn right. what was going on. Right. And you learn about the key figures. But it's more about their relationship in the middle of all of it. Right. right? That, so that's, sure. that's basically what it was. I, I had spent, I, I told you, years. I even went to hate ashbury Right. Where it started. I spent years investigating. I, I, I think I've watched all but one documentary. There's hundreds of documentaries. Right. I've read all those books that you're talking about. Right. I've read them all. And uh, so I was I'm fairly consumed with it for about two years. So I went into it already knowing the facts of what it was like. But if you didn't, if you went into it without that, I think it's entertaining. I think it's an enjoyable movie. Well, it's really interesting. And the director, one of the directors, two directors, uh-huh. Did this flick and uh, they came out over the weekend because it had a very good opening. It's doing good. very well. Good, yeah, glad um, to hear that. Apparently, good. And he said, uh, you know, the timing of the release of this movie and what's going on with the Asbury revival out of the what Asbury University College. of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, we did not plan that. He says, we've been trying to get this movie made for several years. That's we correct. were about to release it. or get. We had most of the principal filming done. And then COVID kicks in, so we had to put it off. Right. So the fact that it came out while this other revival is going on across the college campuses was completely unintentional. He says it's God's hand. Yeah. He said, the timing of this... Because our movie is going to be seen by, I think, about 50... Greg Laurie was saying this on Friday. About 50 million people will see this worldwide. That's great. He says, we've been working for years out of the Jesus Revolution to get people in and get about 6 million people a day, or 6 million people a year. Now we're getting 50 million because of this movie. Yeah. And they're saying the timing was completely unintentional. Right. So I think that's kind of interesting. It's it's it, well, yeah, oh, t- t- yeah. absolutely. I, t- I talked to Bob Lapine, an old friend of mine that was there for all this, right? On Friday morning, and he joined me for a whole half hour. Well, that was very six, cool. Six, I six, heard seven. that. Yeah, and, and he, you know, he said absolutely, this is going on concurrently, but it wasn't planned. I mean, no. it was just something that started to happen. It's at A and M now. It's at high schools in in Texas now. Yep. And they're getting together without a leader. They're just coming together and starting to pray. That's, and these are young people. Young people just coming together, beginning the prayer prayer breaking out man wherever they are uh which we all could use a whole lot more of in this crazy chaotic out of control world that we live in right, well, now. right now the timing is perfect well but see that's the thing about this movie is that that's what was going on in the late 60s oh, yeah. when these people started they were, the whole point was and i'm not going to give anything away so don't worry but the whole point of that moment was kids were searching for something they were looking for fulfillment you know that's always been the thing and they had Timothy Leary, they had turned to drugs, you know, drop in, drop out, you know. They'd done all. everything there was to do, basically. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, man. Well, you know, some of them would pop handfuls of LSD sure. every, every day, just yeah. handfuls of LSD, and stay zoned out of their mind all day long. 
And so uh, they were looking for something, and and it took one of those guys by the name of Lonnie Frisbee to connect them to God and right. said, "Here is the ultimate. You know, you want the ultimate trip." You know, well, I Learn. mean, there's there's a lot of corollaries between that generation and the Generation Z right now, in that Generation Z grew up online. They grew up never having to wait for anything. They could pretty much whatever they want. They could have it whenever they wanted. I think the same kind of emptiness is uh is starting to manifest itself in that well, that's generation. The that's the word. Which Impianus. is why I think they're they're this revival is happening. It's like wow, being able to have whatever you want, whatever you want, whenever you want it who, is really not all that fulfilling. Who did the song? Was it Dusty Springfield? Is that all there is? Is that who that was? Is that I don't all there remember. Is? I, I, Peggy Lee. Peggy, Peggy Lee. Lee. Yeah. Thank you. See him, see how he is? I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Little pink houses for you and me. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it was. I, I thought it was a good movie. I encourage everybody to go see it. Right. T- take some people with you. Take the take the church youth group. They're they're, they're going to love it. So on. Uh, if, if you're if you're if if you, I don't know if you feel like it. There's a lot of info online about that time and right. that period. And those people. Lot, lot, lot. lot well, lot. the book by Greg Laurie is pretty good so far. Like yeah. I told you I started diving into book. it this weekend. It's and, a good book. Uh, it's a good read. Again, it does kind of tell the story through his perspective because mm-hmm. he was all messed up at that time and had come out of a bad family life. That's what I'm reading right now. Well, that's and true. And I listen to Greg Laurie almost every day. I do too. You know, on on the yeah. in, we know the station. Yeah, <laughs> the preacher station. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's a it's a great story. And I, again, I, I I am so surprised and yet so thankful for what's going on with these young kids in the revival. That's amazing. Well, and you know the thing We've about written it is, them off basically spiritually. Well, that's right. Yeah. And 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 part of the movie was about you know how th- this old fuddy duddy church with some old fuddy duddy people. <laughs> Uh, turned around and eventually welcomed a bunch of kids without shoes. Uh, you know, one thing that Chuck Smith said, that kids were coming in in their bell-bottom jeans without shoes on. They're putting their feet on the back of the pew the, <laughs> where the communion cups are and right. all that kind of stuff. And one of the old fuddy-duddies said, they're they're ruining the new carpet. And he said, rip the carpet out. <laughs> well, they're putting their feet on the back of the pews. We'll rip the pews out and we'll sit on bare concrete floors. But we're not going to tell them to not come to church. That's great. You know what? And there, Again, similarities. I mean, I had a guy call up on Friday. It was an older guy and said, you know, this is just a fad. Uh, it's bad theology. They don't understand Christianity. And, and I'm like, you know what? If it's a fad, so what? Let it be a fad, okay? In that fad, you're going to get however many people, young people, who will turn their lives over to Christ. And if it's a fad, so be it. Didn't was it Gamaliel who said that when they went to him when they were when they were taking Jesus in and they were they were capturing? I, I, I think it was Gamaliel who said, "You can't stop this. If it's from God, you can't stop right. it. If it's of man, you can't promote it. It'll die off. So just don't worry about. Don't him. worry about letting leave it him. Right. Leave him alone. Right. Right. Just stop. If it's of God, there's nothing you're going to do to stop it. Right. And, and if, if it's, it's not, not of God, it's just going to die off. Fine. Yeah. So don't worry about. Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Quick break. More wearing rhyme coming up. I got to tell you about fella health fellas. Fellas, are you tired of wearing a tent for a shirt? <laughs> are, are you are you avoiding going to the doctor because you know he's going to ride you when you step on a scale or when he look at it looks at your blood work? I know, I get it, I get it, I get it. It's time to get healthy. It's time to take the weight off for good. It's time to look better. It's time to feel better. This weather tells you spring and summer is on its way. Wouldn't you like to look better and feel better for the spring and the summer? Now the good news is. of the fellas at fellahealth.com lose the weight for good. Well, what is it? 
Are you going to eat these little tiny portions sent to your front door and all that with sissified? No, uh-uh, no. What it is is one-on-one coaching on your phone, right? They're just going to hit you up, coach you, how's, how you doing? Did you walk? Blah, 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 that kind of thing. Just one-on-one help that way. And medical professionals who are going to put together a customized medical plan for you to help you take the weight off and keep the weight off for good. If you're tired of feeling tired, if you're tired of the clothes that don't fit, if you're out of bell tolls now, <laughs> log on today, fellahealth.com, and use my name where because you get the first month free. Fellahealth.com, promo code where, W-A-R-E. Keep cozy with a free furnace from Champion. Hey. How you doing? Doing fine. It hurts so good. Do it again. <laughs> you know. Yeah, do it again. Don, he was the, John Cougar was at the Majestic, right? John Cougar Mellon Camp. John Cougar yeah. Mellon Camp. Do not forget Tom that Morgan was there. Yes. He's a pretty short dude, isn't he? He's a short dude. Isn't he a short yeah, he's, dude? He's not a big man at all. Well, be but. careful, Pot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm short in the wrong way. I, I'm short horizontally. Um, wait, that didn't sound right. I was talking well, about my stomach. All right, I don't know about that. I, well, well, I you know I, I like John know. Cougar. I think vertically. I, I, I think I saw I I know I no, saw him I think in the eighties, but I don't remember why or where. Yeah, he well, might be five eight, five yeah. nine, something like that. Answer, yeah. It was a good show. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's a great show. Great show. Yeah. I like I said I I know. See my recollection recollection of the eighties is slightly different from yours in that I don't remember most. Of well, it. And, okay. Uh, you know I know I was there. <laughs> I know I saw him. I, I was telling Don that you know I was of course here jocking and right. his his music was straight out of the box went right on the air. Oh sure. You know because yeah. yeah. you want to be the first one to play it. So oh, yeah. you know when Jack and Diane came in I remember the day you know the program director walked in and said put it on. No, okay, there we go. Very uh, good. I mean, good Americana is what you got yeah. there. Yeah. Melon Camp it's for the most part. And at that time, it was John Cougar. John Cougar. He hadn't started the Melon Camp thing. And I think we're all there. still trying to figure out what sucking on a chili dog means. Because I, I had a well, chili dog. Well, you on did that over the weekend. You Saturday, exactly I wasn't sucking on it. You, you know, weren't? I was eating it. But <laughs> well, that's the same thing, Sean. I don't it's know. It's the same I saw, thing. It's a wonky chili. line. That's sucking a gr- on a chili that's dog. That's a great line, though. Sucking on a chili mm. dog outside the tasty freeze. Because mm. you don't suck on sit, a chili dog. Sit, sitting on his lap, got a hand between the knees. God, that's so good. Well, the visuals good, are right? great. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. You don't suck on a chili dog. You're not yeah, going to really suck me into a dirty conversation. I'm not trying to suck you into a dirty conversation. You don't suck on a chili dog. I think that's probably why he wrote it that way. Right. You know, get people's exactly. attention. Right. Well, I got my right. attention. Of chewing on a chili dog, that's kind of dull. So I, don't wanna, I, I do want to talk about the mayor and this uh, justice thing and oh, this crime God, thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but before we do that, I don't want to make you mad so early on a Monday. Uh-oh. What would make me mad? They're reissuing the James Bond. Oh, you know, I got it right there. Oh. Ah. Are you okay? Ah. Are you okay? Uh, huh? I saw that. An- Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Um, so here's the deal. Uh, the Fleming family is a corporation. They're reissuing all the Dr. No's and the Thunderballs and the this and the that. It's the 70th yes. anniversary, anniversary of the first right. book coming out. And some of the language in the books was unacceptable, you know, shaken, not stirred. So, want a dirty martini. And so, there was stuff in there that was not appropriate for today's audiences because today's readers are going to get upset. You know. So they got to change the books. He. Once again. Really was an amazing writer. I've read all the books, all the Ian Fleming books. I read yep. them when I was young. I, yep. I, once other guys started writing the books, I kind of checked out. Yeah. 
but the original James Bond novels Good were stuff. incredible. And yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Sure. Because most of them were written in the 50s, late 40s, That's where you, you, you had a lot of stuff. But they changed stuff in the article. They changed stuff that I don't understand. Like there's a reference. Plus they got a trigger warning. Right. This book was written at a time yeah. when terms and attitudes which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. But, you, you know, Disney's putting that all over their movies. I know, yeah. At the beginning uh, of their Disney get, movies. Get a grip. You know, let's all just, and they, they, there was a line they used as an example where they uh, Fleming wrote, a bunch of guys are watching a stripper uh, like pigs at the trough. And they, the editors thought that that was, it was offensive, yes. so they changed. I'm like, you ever been to a strip club? Right, and they look that's like ex- pigs at a trough. That's exactly it's a what great it is. Line, it and is they pigs at a trough. It. Well, and from uh, Doctor No, criminals escaping from Bond become gangsters, and the race of a doctor and immigration uh, officer now go unmentioned. You don't. They're not talking about race. Not referring to race of these people at all. Same thing. Uh, the bo- odd job, I think, in Goldfinger has been renamed Thunderball. 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 Right. Uh, so you, you know, the Butler uh, in Quantum. Just, just the whole concept of going back and changing literature should piss everybody off. We should hate all it. be upset about this. Well, and going back and changing movies the same way. Well, and you know, I, uh, I can speak of the writing thing. You know, I'm sure Ian Fleming would not be happy about this. Okay, when you're a writer, your books are your babies. They really are. They they mean that much to you. And when somebody, the idea of somebody coming in. Decades after and rewriting your stuff is horrible. Plus, you lose the historical impact. Well, that's my problem with it. You lose the that's historical it. thumbprint of what was going Absolutely. on at that time. You cannot sanitize the past or else you're going to repeat it. If you well, sanitize it, just it's this whole thing about taking these uh, statues down. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. We're going to sanitize our past and you're going to do it again. Yeah, but now you're, it, you're right. Do it again. And now we're rewriting art. We're re we, you know, and and again, you you lose the value of it, not to mention the artist busted his ass to come up with those well, of lines. Of course, of course. <laughs> now, you know, and, and, and historical context, too. You, learn yeah. all, you lose all his... But, you know, I, I, I get crap sometimes because I talk about neo-Marxism in our schools, in our media, on our school boards, in our media, you know, again, in our politics. Neo-Marxists are everywhere. One of the... I, I, the whole Communist Manifesto by Marx, it should be required reading in America, it, it right? Really, I it didn't read it until my first year in college. No, you, you should, should be reading it. it in high school. You should read it because you learn so much about what's happening in modern life uh. in neo-Marxism and remember the whole idea was tear it down to rebuild it in our own image and it starts with chaos it does it does burn the mf or down that's what Shit. we hear over and over again these Shit. days i think it's 1984 and the communist manifesto should be required re- required reading the problem is in high school they're all communists they teaching are. the kids so they're not going to do that they are no <laughs> And, and I was thinking about it. this is this has really been on my heart a lot lately, man. Because we've got this one uh, school board member who says Iwo Jima was uh, was evil, and she's all over the news right now. Right? Uh, These nut jobs are in the schools. They're on the school boards. They're running the schools. They're teaching the kids. They're in the media. They're everywhere. And what we need is good conservatives to get in there. We need good conservatives on school boards. I agree. We need good conservatives in schools teaching kids. We need good conservatives in media as producers. All that kind of but stuff. But now, if they open their mouth, they get fired or they get banned. Right. Because they know. And I think, again, kind of circling back to this revival on the campuses, 
I think that's why it's so significant, because in, at, especially on the campuses, because conservative students, let alone professors, are canceled on campus on a regular basis. Yeah. And uh, people are done. Yeah. People have had enough of it. What I'd love to see is the students rise up and get these whack job uh, professors fired. Yeah. That's what I'd love to see. They love getting conservative professors fired. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back in a minute. More Warren Ryman with the days. Coming up next, you know, uh, Blue Bonnet, uh, Chrysler Dodge Ram up in New Braunfels. When you do something once, that's pretty outstanding. But when you do it 10 years in a row, well, you know, you're the class of the field. And when it comes to the best in trucks, they are the number one volume Ram truck dealer anywhere in the state of Texas now, 10 years in a row. And that means they're the biggest in the nation because right here in Texas, they sell more than anybody else. What that means for you is you always get the lowest price on your Ram truck at Blue Bonnet, but you also get the best choice because they get the inventory. Because they sell more than anybody else, the factory loads them up. So at Blue Bonnet, Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels, and Steve and his entire team do whatever it takes to make sure you are matched with your perfect truck and you save more money than ever before. And with special 1.9 financing for 72 months, you've made a great deal. You've got a great Ram truck and a wonderful company standing behind you at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels, where price is the difference. Reputation. It defines us. How we treat the customer. ETSA and FM 1071. It's the end of February. Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? <laughs> oh, well. Maybe I ain't even bought no Coscarones yet. <laughs> Let me Easter. tell you something, man. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Easter, well, Easter's coming up. I mean, yep. you got all the Easter stuff at the stores now. It's, what, February 27th? Mm-hmm. It's Clean Monday. It's what? Clean Monday. Clean what? Doesn't mean we don't have to, you know, it's not about cussing on the radio. It means you're supposed to clean stuff up. Okay. Get yourself. I actually did this because I knew I was coming back. I so I went through my stuff and got rid of some stuff and cleaned off stuff on my computer. Yeah, and oh, just I was kind of reset there when I come back to the studio. Uh, it's International Polar Bear Day, so okay. find you a polar bear and wrap your arms around and give that polar bear a big old squeeze. There you go. He'll squeeze you right back. Uh-huh. Cheer Cocaine Bear did really well and knocked uh, the Avengers movie or well, the Marvel movie off that the is, uh, top slot. You know, I don't know much about getting high, but that's a movie you see <laughs> after you get go get high and then watch that movie, right? I, I really want to. Well, I'm not. Don't do cocaine, but no. yeah, I, I, we're not no. advocating cocaine use. No. Oh, good guy! But uh, uh, <laughs> I, it does look good. It looks like a stupid, funny movie, you know. <laughs> and I think Tom Cruise has proven that stupid, funny movies do well. That's right. So it's no-brainer day. So don't use your brain. It's Everything's a no-brainer that's, that's today. A no-brainer. I'm going to go home and take a nap. That's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. And let's see. I got one more. It's not very interesting today. Okay. National Retro Day. Oh, It's okay. national. So Where are your 50s gig? Do that. Now, I, can I bring up the American Girl dolls just for a second? Of course you can. Absolutely. The American Girl, my my kid had one. Sure. Very, very popular. Oh, it's yeah. a very realistic looking doll. And my they, daughter they, and granddaughter. You could buy the clothes you and bet. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's a lifestyle, baby. It sure is. Well, they they got a new line. Well, it sure was. It, it sure was. They got a new line now that perf- it's all about the 90s because, uh-huh. you know, the Generation Zers and Millennials grew up in the freaking 90s. So now they have uh, American dolls that are historical characters from the 90s from the 90s 
So Kurt Cobain? Historical. <laughs> historical like who? dolls from the 90s. Like who? They're just American girls dolls that dress like it was the 90s, and you could buy other crap, <laughs> like inflatable furniture. Hey, man, the 90s are the oldies. If this I, was an oldies know, station, if this was an oldies station, the 90s. we'd be playing the 90s. Would we not as well, oldies? Oh, yes, we would be, but I, I just can't stand when people start waxing poetic and nostalgically on the 90s. Yeah. Man, I don't remember the 90s. I got married at some point in the 90s. Frankly, the which, 90s, which time? Frankly, the first time. Oh, frankly, okay. I lived with a bunch of chicks in the nineties. Frankly, the nineties were something between that happened you, between. Just so everybody knows, w- during that time in your life, you would meet a, a woman and she would say, "That day that you met her, move in with me," and you would pretty much yeah. within days. Yeah. I would move in, right? Get out of the parents' place for a little while. Sure. Beyond that, the nineties was something that happened b- happened between beers and bong hits. I don't uh, really remember. Right. It was just sort of s- slipped on by. No, I got you. And so when people and I wasn't watching TV, uh-huh. I did very little TV watching in the nineties because I was never home. And so when people start talking about all these great TV shows from the nineties, I'm like, "What the hell was that on?" No, there, there really weren't that many. Were Twin you a, Peaks? Was that? Were you a Hellraiser when you were a kid? Would you go into a place and raise hell? No. Okay. Not. I didn't start doing that till I was eighteen. See, <laughs> this is a problem today. Because like this Chick Fil A up I in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, okay. I saw that. All right, remember the spaghetti place that barred children two weeks ago? Yeah, so the, children the can't come yeah. in. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. And now a Chick Fil A in Pennsylvania is saying, "Hey, man, uh, anybody under sixteen, you got to have an adult with you because they're coming in, they're tearing the place apart. They're cussing out the employees. Yes, they're yes. stealing crap. They're stealing stuff. They're walking through the drive-through right. at Chick Fil A. Right, right. And man, I just think it, <laughs> I would have done that maybe once." And had my ass kicked so hard by my dad, I would have. It would have taken me a week to stand back up when he got done with me. A week. Well, it was just different. I mean, I remember I, as far I, I maybe God, I must have been seven or eight. And I remember my old man and I were at a grocery store, and I started acting. Oh, up. you told me that. I think yeah. I told you. That. And yeah. I, and, and he, they would always buy me licorice and comic books. Yeah. And I was throwing a fit. I was having, a, and he said, "You know what? If you don't stop, we're going home, and no comic books and no licorice." And I kept on, and he took my ass home, and right. I learned. Right. You know what? Uh, what they said here. Let's see, Chick Fil A in there. Here's the deal. Chick Fil A said in their statement, "Parents, we're not blaming you. Children and teens are learning to navigate the world free from supervision and often <laughs> push the boundaries." Well, let me just say. Yes, we are blaming the parents, and I can, I'll can i bet you money right now, or a chicken fried steak since you're eating again, <laughs> right. you're eating again, right. that there's no daddy at home, right? I'll bet you. I'd be willing to bet no daddy at home, and, or if daddy's there, he's probably too busy getting high, lo- looking at his well, phone, not spending any time with the kids. There's, there's a new kind of parenting, and really I have to look at my generation that kind of ushered this in, which is buddy parenting. Yeah, wrong. This is also gave rise to the participation trophy. I'm your friend. Uh, uh, hey, champ. Hey, buddy. Hey, chief. Uh-uh. And and, uh, and what what's happened uh, is he got a lot of satellite parents, in a sense, who just let their kids. My kids never. He doesn't do anything wrong. Yeah, right, right, So right. if you have a problem, it's your problem, Sh- not my Schools deal kid. with that all the time. They just le- let him go. Yeah. So even if there's a dad at home at this point. Yeah, you just let him go. They just it. let the kids well, do whatever they you, want, you know what man. I, I see it in the high school. 
Kids are raising kids. Yeah. You don't have adults in charge of this situation. And so they go to Chick-fil-A and they destroy the Chick-fil-A. And I can't blame Chick-fil-A for saying, nope, if you can't bring an adult with you, you're not coming in here. How much How much are they supposed to take? Well, there you comes know? a point. And plus, and plus, they pride themselves on customer service sure. and being a really nice place to go, which it is. Yeah. But but it but does. Teenagers, they, saying they don't blame the parents. That's where well, the blame is. Yeah, I mean, because uh, the, the teenagers right now. I mean, you look at all these videos where other kids are getting beaten up. There was a teacher who took a we're phone gonna, away from some kid that. and uh, and we'll he beat the crap out of her. Yeah, we'll get into that. The teachers are afraid of the kids at this point. So you know. Yeah. It's, it's bad. It's terrible. So we'll talk more about that. And fast food lovers say this place is the worst bang for your buck. Where is that? I'll tell you. Oh, okay. Coming up, we're in rhyme at KTSA. The Ramsey Reality Check is brought to you by Steve. A couple of quick things. Yes? First of all, did you hear that killer dog story from the weekend? No. Oh, this is horrible, I heard man. you talking about that when I was driving in. Yeah. I haven't heard about this. Horrible, man. Uh, old man and his wife uh, show up at a house. They're going to visit some, I guess, family members or something. This is on the west side. Right. He gets out, and some pit bulls from next door came through their fence. Uh, killed the man. Oh, my God. Killed the man. I missed this. And bit, oh. bit his wife and somebody else. And I think his wife's still in the hospital, I do wow. believe. And a fire department was called, and they came out, and they had to use their pickaxes to keep from them getting injured. Because the dogs took in after right. the fire guys. So they're there with their pickaxes and a couple of, I guess they were poles or something, and uh, and trying to keep these dogs at bay until they could come. Look, here's the deal. that the uh, According to the media now, and I don't know. I'm just going by the media accounts. The owner of these dogs knew there were a problem because ACS, and they were dealing with ACS, and he was supposed to give these dogs back to ACS. I don't know all the intricacies of all this. All I can tell you is if your dogs do that, you, you're responsible, man. That's oh, it. Yes. B- bottom line is you pay the price, especially if you knew they were dangerous, especially if you let them you know, uh, get unchained or whatever they were. You're not supposed to chain them up anymore in San Antonio anyway. So you you're responsible. Chain, well, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about sure. that. You can't yep. chain them anymore. Uh, well, yeah, because it's how they're raised. I mean, yeah. they're not going to be that. Yeah. Horrible, man. Oh, oh what eight, a horrible 80, way to die. 80 some odd year oh, old man. God. Just there to some visit some friends. So I missed this one. Yeah. And, and the other one, and this this leads me into Ron's GD City that you deserve. <laughs> Remember when he right. said it? It's my GD City. Yeah, the city yeah. you deserve. Well, this is the city we're getting, right? The city you got coming to you. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are with EMS guys. Now these guys, I've got a I've got a nephew who's an EMS guy and a fire guy. And uh, these guys pull bloody bodies out of cars and, and, and keep people alive. That's what they do. Yeah, one of my best, uh, actually, family now, John, uh, is an EMT guy. That's so, what they yeah. do, right? Yeah, they keep the, 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 they're badasses. Well, they're out the other night and uh, working on a guy and drive-by shooting. These guys come driving by trying to kill the EMS guys. <laughs> shooting at the EMS guys. hell, man? Well, it is this whole cancer of, uh, of crime and chaos that Ron Nirenberg has brought down on San Antonio, okay? He's well, brought they, it here. They want to make it worse yes. with this charter stuff. That's what I'm talking about. This whole defund the police and demoralize the police and reduce the number of cops that we have out there, this whole nonsense that he's behind. He loves this idea of reducing the cops. Remember, he held his fist up. It's my GD city, the city you deserve. Defund the police. He stood there with one of the biggest ripoff organizations, Black Lives Matter. Nothing more than a well, ripoff. One of the biggest ripoff artists, that feral guy. Exactly right. He's a, and he's so a con man. This new, that's right. No, you're right. 
Now they want this justice director to be in charge of the police department, so all the cops have to answer to a justice director. How many black guys did you arrest? How many white guys did you arrest? How many Hispanic guys? You know, that kind of thing. But, again, we're going to keep talking about this because I'm finding out more and more that people don't know about this. They don't know that they're trying to legalize crime in San Antonio. Well, because they're, they're dropping the limit, right? 750 bucks you could steal or 750 bucks worth of services, which is where the restaurants come in and the car places. And, uh, you know, I, I would ask Ron, hey, where's this worked? What's your model that you're basing this on in some other city where this stuff has worked? You can't name one. Well, because you, you, you whatever you legalize, whatever you support, whatever you get behind, you get more of it, right? It, well, yes. So you're going to get more of these people going into these places. I've told you about Target up in Seattle, man, with the canine dogs and the guys that look like stormtroopers walking around inside of Target. But Nancy and I were talking about this over dinner the other night. You know what they're going to have to do? You know when you used to be when you would go to a bar back in the day? You don't do that anymore. (laughs) But when you go to a bar and you order your drink, she runs your credit card and puts it in a glass on the bar. A lot of places do that. I mean, I used to go to Steely's a lot, Steely Nevada's, and they'd take your card and give it back to you at the end of the night. So So you you don't run off on your tab. You can't walk. Because you're drinking. You don't know what people are going to do. That's right. They're going to have to do that when you go have dinner. Mm-hmm. That's the only way they're going to be able to assure that you don't walk out on the bill. Well, Friday, I went and got my fancy schmancy haircut and yeah. hair trim, about a $90 thing. I could just get up and leave before I paid. That's exactly right. Now, you know. in Ron's world, you will be able right, to. Right. But what's going to happen is, since see how this is going to affect all of us, you're going to have to put your credit card. They're going to run your credit card. You go, you go to the restaurant, sir, before you order me, I have your card. They go run yep. your card, and they put it on the table there, and then then you can order your dinner. Otherwise, people are going to walk out they well, will well and it, when you make things legal that are normally criminal people do it they they take advantage of it oddly right so again i ask well where is this stuff work it doesn't where it does not work then you guys think it's such a great freaking idea where is it working it's going to be legal to have contraband in a correctional facility oh great yeah like what like drugs yeah Oh, that's great. Why not? Why not? That's what they need more of in prison. Drugs. Right. Or the Bear County Jail Bear here. Bear County Jail. Why that's not? great. Uh, graffiti would damage less than $2,500. Hey, Ron, so, is that okay if it's your garage door? Exactly right. Or your car? Or your car? Yeah. You're okay with that, right, well, pal? he rides in a city car. So, Well, I'm just saying, if they like this, they're okay with people stealing $750 worth of crap right. out of their places, right? Right, right. What happens when your grocery prices go up because people are walking out of HEB with food and they got to spread the cost of that all around, so your right. grocery prices go Or they have to start firing people at HEB. What happens when they start firing people over there? Look, it doesn't I, make my any sense. No, it doesn't. My neighborhood HEB has had the same staff as long as I've been going there. People there have been working there for twenty years, and you're going to have to start shaving people off because of the of the theft. You're going to have to cover the theft. Let me ask you this: it's With madness. all this going on, I could go through the whole list here. Driving with a license that is invalid, <laughs> right? Theft of property less than seven fifty. Theft uh. of service less than seven fifty. Contraband in a correctional facility. Graffiti with damage less than twenty five hundred. Criminal mischief damage less than seven fifty. Who was demanding this? That's the question, right? Because I don't see a groundswell of citizens in San Antonio saying, "Yeah, make it legal to steal seven hundred fifty dollars from me." Well, look, because it all goes back to Black Lives Matter. Yes, Let's be it honest. Does about this okay yes, and he does. was talking at a black lives matter rally when he did the whole long as i'm mayor of this gd city blah 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 
Okay, uh, the the idea, and he's been trying to create this idea about San Antonio that apparently we have this great white supremacist movement in this city. The cops are all racist. Where is this going on? Who is pushing it? I've lived in a lot of places, I've told you, that were incredibly racist, that were systemically racist. San Antonio ain't that. So the people who are demanding this are the Black Lives Matter, you know, socialist whack jobs out there, the ones that this this Act for San Antonio group, they're the ones who are demanding this. And he is going to use them to knock on doors for him so that he can be mayor again. That's, That's the whole point. He's going to use oh, sure. that organization. That's as a, what he did last time. Yeah, yeah. He's getting his streetwalkers. This is how he gets his streetwalkers. So, yeah, he did it last time. He's going to do it again this time. But it's going to, it's going to ruin the city because well, they're going to make through, crime yeah. legal. Well, yeah, basically. And we're already dealing with a crime problem. I think of very successful business people that I know that own restaurants and whatever. They're not. They're on very tight margins, and people start walking out with seven hundred fifty dollars no, worth of groceries. They can't. It's, it's deal untenable. With it. They can't do no, it. No. They can't. They can't keep, can't keep the lights on. And who can support a mayor who supports that? I. I who supports there, a mayor? There is a community that? of people in this town, and you and I have talked about it. It's our own little mini swamp. Uh, they're the cool people. They're the beautiful people, and they routinely vote for guys like Nuremberg and liberal city council members. They, uh, and a lot of them are business owners, which is perplexing why you would want this stuff if you own a business. Well, I'll tell you, what, the business owners, from their perspective, especially the big business owners, why they won't come out against this, because they got business with the city, right? Uh, and they don't want to screw up that contract. Contracts, yep. right, so they're right. doing business with the city, and if they come out against this, which needs to happen, there needs to be a groundswell of people. You talk about marching the streets, walking the streets, going and knocking on doors, and letting citizens of San Antonio know what Ron Nirenberg and this city council is attempting to do by legalizing crime. There needs to be that. But big business, we mentioned HEB a minute ago, or whoever, they're not going to get behind this they're kind not, of stuff because right. they need their business with the city. They need yeah. the contract. Well, and, and Nuremberg's wife is pretty big, and uh, not to get... I'm not getting personal here, but she is a, a big wig at HEB. Well, there you go. There's one. Uh, I, you know, it's 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 sad because, as you call it, San Antonio. I mean, this is the stuff that has ruined all of these other cities. Correct. These kinds of policies, and we already have a crime problem. We already have an illegal immigrant uh, problem in this country. A lot of these folks coming coming across the border. Are coming, you and I both know we got an uptick in gang violence. And gang activity, human and trafficking. trafficking. Yeah, you got, you got to watch when your wife and sisters and daughters are walking through the parking lot. Uh, this is the city you deserve. This is San Francisco, right? This is what you deserve. City you, know? you deserve. And and th- so you 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 add on to that under the situation we're already in, right? Well, you could steal up to damn near eight hundred bucks. Nothing's going to happen to you. What do you think's going to happen? Well, so that's why I set it up the way I set it up by talking about EMS being shot at. God. That's why. That's why EMS I pointed that guys. out. Guys, what that, do they do? To that's anybody? why I started that way, because I've said for years, probably more than a decade, that we're about to tip over into Chicago land. Yeah. That's where we're about to be. And once you fall into that, you don't get out of it. 
You, it it's takes real a lot hard of money. To. Yeah, it takes a lot of money and a lot of time to pull yourself out of it. And San Antonio is about to make a huge mistake by reelecting this mayor and passing this charter. You're going to make a huge, huge mistake and open the doors for crime to flood San Antonio worse than it is now. I, I agree. I think the biggest thing we're fighting though is apathy. I think a lot of people just think their vote doesn't count in 100%. San Antonio, and so they don't right. bother showing up. Hundred percent right. You know, and that's, no, no, it, that's it, the it. exact opposite is true. Right. 100% right. Yeah, that yeah. You're 100% right. And that's why we need to, to talk about it and have people get fired up about it because this is going to ruin your city. Mm-hmm. Big time. This mayor's ruining look, your just city. Just look around you. Just look at Chicago. Look at Baltimore. Look at all these other cities that have done this. San Austin. Francisco. Austin. Austin, Texas. They've already done this. Yes. And look, how's it working for them? It's screwing it up. Right. So your vote matters. You yeah. need to get out, man. We can't survive another term of this crap. I've got to tell you about FoundationSupportSpecialist.com. FoundationSupportSpecialist.com. Great folks to fix your foundation. But, Trey, I don't have a problem with my foundation. How do you know? Have you had your foundation inspected? FoundationSupportSpecialist.com gives you a free, that's right, free, no strings attached, foundation inspection. And if you've got a problem with your foundation, their fix from FoundationSupportSpecialist.com is guaranteed for the life of the structure with a transferable warranty. So if you move and sell your house and all that kind of stuff, you can... Transfer that warranty on to the new homeowner, foundationsupportspecialist.com. They know the various foundations. They know our soil. They know our weather. And they know how to take care of your foundation. You may not be seeing the telltale signs of foundation failure, but that's okay. Your foundation could be in trouble. Get in touch with foundationsupportspecialist.com. Sunny at 85 today, 86 tomorrow, 90 on Wednesday, spring and summer. Mm, Nice. 64 now at KTSA. Good morning. Trey Ware, he's Sean Rima. We are Ware and Rima. All right, a happy story. All righty. The power of faith once again. Amen. Okay, in Missouri, you have a church called the All Creation Northview Holiness Family Church in Ferguson, Missouri. Okay. okay. Uh, the pastor, Markello Futrell, is a former police officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... Uh, well, we'll just say it's predominantly black church. It's in Ferguson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, in the middle of service, I believe, on Sunday. I believe it was yesterday. And he sees a gentleman come in, a young man come in at the back of the church with a large bag, which he puts down and then walks back out. Four young dudes wearing masks walk in and sit down at the back row of the church. Where, Pastor, where, where the bag is? Where the bag is. Okay. okay. And pastor's watching. Pastor knows something's going down. You bet. So the pastor continues the service. Yeah. He and everybody else is starting to pick up on this. Uh, one parishioner actually saw a guy with a piece, you know. Oh, boy. Were, and so he goes down there. He, he goes while he's in the middle of the service. And he starts talking to the four young dudes. Uh, and he says to them, he says, he goes up to him, he says, don't you play with me. I still got a cop anointing and I still know what's going on and I still know what's about to happen. God's about to change the plot of the enemy. Lift your voices and shout unto God for what he's about to do. And the whole congregation started praying Yeah, for the four young men in the masks with, with the guns. Yeah. They sat there while this congregation prayed for him. They got up and left. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and the, the, they have, the police haven't found them yet. Yeah. But they were going to hit that church, and the church started praying for them, and 
Yeah. They started praying along, apparently started praying along and got up and left. Yeah. That, to me, is an amazing story. Because that, to me, sort of epitomizes, I believe, what's going on in in Kentucky and in uh, A&M and all these other campuses. In that, I think people, as things get more and more dire, and I, I, I think... I don't think you'd disagree with me that things are fairly dire right now oh, on sure. many different levels. Absolutely. Power of prayer, man. Yeah. Power of God. It's it, it moves mountains. And yeah. God knows what would have happened if these four young men had just done whatever the hell it was they were planning on doing. Right, right. It's an amazing story, I think. Well, you know, the name of Jesus on the lips of, of God's children sends demons fleeing. Well, yeah. And it does. Get your big behind behind me, Satan. (laughs) Right. Sends them fleeing. Now, you know, they're not typically afraid of the name Jesus, but when it comes from the name on somebody's lips that is a follower and a believer, uh, demons flee. They have no choice but to to run and hide. And uh, there's power in the name. There's power in him. And so that's what we saw. And and here's I, I think here's the point. With everything that's going on with Asbury and the other colleges, now it's at A and M. Now it's you know happening a lot of places. Right. We're seeing this kind of revival that's going on. This is another. This is an example from God. This is God showing Himself to be real. The story. Oh, yeah. The story you're so. talking about. I believe about. absolutely. Oh no, it is. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that's that is Him showing Himself to be real. Hey man, you know I'm here. I'm real. It'll be interesting to see. We don't know who these four young men were because, again, they were wearing masks. And as far as I know, they didn't take the masks off. What becomes of these four young dudes? Who knows? What 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 different path are they now on? Yeah, because they were going to do a shoot 'em up in a in a church and probably rob everybody. I'm assuming, right? And uh, and had a you know were were diverted mm-hmm. <laughs> from their plans. Yeah. So you wonder what impact that's going to have on their life. Because I know from my own life, and I think a lot of people would, would agree, that when you're in hard times and s- something miraculous happens, because I believe miracles happen every day, you know, they're all around you oh, if they, you're absolutely. paying attention. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and, uh, and in, the Bible says you have enc- we're constantly encountering angels. Yeah. The Bible says I that. absolutely believe that because yeah. I've it, seen it with my own eyes. Yeah. So... You know, I, I do believe in this revival. Mm-hmm. I do believe it's genuine. I do believe uh, that a lot of, especially young people, mm-hmm. kind of like the hippies in the 60s, that had their fill of doing whatever they want, mm-hmm. whenever they want, yeah. and winding up empty. You know, and uh, what fills that space? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. we're also we're also at a very chaotic time, right? Oh, yeah. So it's it's young people and it's 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 others who are now searching right now because of all the chaos that's going on. They hear about uh, you know World War Three and all these other things that are going on, and people are people are definitely searching for answers. And I'm glad this church thing there turned out the way that yeah. it did. We could be having a completely different show that's today exactly right. had something other happen. That's right. That's right. And it was just a bunch of people praying. Yeah. It is the power of prayer is is unbelievable. I've seen it in my own life many, many times yep. and it's unbelievable. It's it's a it's a wonderful thing. So I thought that was a really cool story. Yeah, that that is like, good story. not getting a lot of play in the national media, obviously, but uh, Well, something that is getting a lot of play in the national media we'll talk about when we come back, and that's Scott Adams, the guy who created Dilbert, who is now being kicked oh, off yeah. of all the newspapers because he said last Wednesday Black Americans are a hate group, and he is encouraging white Americans to get the hell away from them. <laughs> so, 
This was after a Rasmussen poll found only a slight majority, slight majority, of black Americans agree with the statement, it's okay to be white. In fact, somewhere around 49%, 47% said it's not okay to be white. Well, so yeah. So he said, now I've been reading his uh, his his Twitter feed overnight to try to find out he says there's there's context that's being missing here. You guys are not getting the context. But here's what he said apparently and then we'll talk about it in the next half hour. If nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, that's a hate group. I don't want to have anything to do with them, and I would say, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people, because there's no fixing this. Wow. We'll get into that coming back. Yes, we will. Warren Rymer coming up, KTSA, Bridgehead IT, your company's best, best IT solution company is Bridgehead IT. If you've got a big business, your business rotates around IT. You must have outstanding IT services done for your business day in and day out. And the best anywhere is right here in San Antonio. Did you know that? Yeah. It's not in Silicon Valley. It's not in New York. It's right here in San Antonio with Bridgehead IT, the IT solutions people for your business. Keeping business free of ransomware, keeping business free from cybersecurity threats and hackers that are trying to get into your business. Hackers know your business, yeah, you do a lot of money. You do a lot of things through your business. You run that corporation through, well, everything that concerns IT. And they know it, and they're trying to get in there. And Bridgehead IT will protect your business. But also, they'll build the IT infrastructure that you need to make more money, save more money, and do your business more efficiently. Infrastructure when it comes to IT is so important. Let the pros at Bridgehead IT show you how they can improve your IT infrastructure. Bridgehead, 210-477-7999. For a limited time, receive a free K5. Yeah. All right. Dilbert. Dilbert. Uh, big. Scott Adams, um, he's really a smart guy. I've been following him on Twitter for a long time, and uh, he's kind of a libertarian, conservative mm, libertarian right, kind of guy. Right. Um, very smart, but uh, his uh, smartness is being questioned by people right now because newspapers across the country have dropped Dilbert, and now this morning his distribution company dropped him. It's worth about $70 million that he made <laughs> off of drawing Dilbert. Okay, It's great. I mean, I used to read it. It's sure. a great strip. Yeah. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Well, not anymore. Apparently yeah. he's going away because uh, last week he was on a podcast. I watched it, and i trying to find the context that he's talking about. We'll get into that in a minute. Rasmussen poll was out that said less less than half, uh, or right at half, uh, say it's okay. Uh, black Americans say it's okay to be white. So it's like fifty three to forty seven, right? right? Somewhere around that was the number. So about forty seven or forty eight percent of of blacks in America say it's not okay to be white. And he said, quote, and this was during the podcast, if nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, that's a hate group. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give the white people is to get the hell away from black people because there's no fixing this. Mm. So then the paper started to drop him, and he said, I'm also sick of seeing video after video of black Americans beating up on non-black citizens. Okay, 
So elephant in the room. They, now they're all saying we're not going to publish this anymore. He said, "Look, I'm, you, there's no coming back." He said, "There's no coming back from this. By this time tomorrow, all of my money is going to be gone." Uh, and they are, and, and, and it's happening. He's being canceled in the in the biggest way. He also says there's a lot of context that's missing. So I've been looking at his Twitter feed, and I watched that. I, I watched the the podcast to see the, right. the con- see what the context was. I don't. He said what he said, and he's, he he right. obviously believes it. Um, here's, I mean, I look, I'm, I agree with him, uh, to a certain extent. Okay. I don't, I, whatever the context is, um, I think we are very fortunate to live where we live. Uh, I don't think this kind of thing is going to be an issue, but you couldn't pay me to go live in Baltimore again. You couldn't pay me to live in Chicago. DC, Chicago, but even in towns that I grew up around, yeah. which are predominantly black and in, in many of the, like DC and Baltimore, uh, uh, and why is that? If you, I don't know why it is, but I mean, if you, if you, no, I mean, why couldn't they pay you? Why wouldn't you go back? What's the violence. problem? Okay. And plus, now I'm sorry, people are being targeted. When you have, okay, every aspect of popular culture, uh, the education system at pretty much every level at this point, or not every level, but a, a predominance. This yep. is a governing idea within education. So culturally, educationally. Politically, when the message is white people are bad, that's, white that's people it. are racist, just because white they're white people are the enemy. When you have uh, editors going into a Roald Dahl book, right, and taking out the word white from a sentence that has no racial connotation whatsoever, right, the word itself has become bad. See, that is the problem with what say, gonna, well. But point being, you're going to have white people sure. getting the crap beat out of them by black people. Well, and you, that's the that is the big thing. That's the big reason I've complained about CRT being taught to kids. Yes, because and now we're seeing it manifest in the schools where children who have been taught from the earliest ages that the white kids sitting across the table from them in first and second grade is a racist just because of their skin color what the hell do you think they're gonna do what do you think is gonna he's right you look at these videos you're teaching them to hate you you have now uh, a 57 year old teacher's aide yeah uh who took a nintendo away took a nintendo from a kid uh, who's 16 he's 6'6 270 pounds the video is horrible oh it's awful he body slams her he throws her down he starts beating her in the face right we've seen video after video of sorry black kids on buses and subway trains and they're beating the crap out of white kids there, what what do you think is going to happen? If, if the messaging always, constantly, unrelentingly is white people is are that horrible, white people are they're white. bad because they're white. You, this is what you're, and it's not just white people. You've seen Asian Americans sure. who are getting the crap beat sure. out of them. But what did Pete Buttigieg say two weeks ago? We got too many white guys <laughs> right. in, in the construction business. But the, the, the fact of the matter is, it wasn't true. No, the statistically, it's not true. Of course, that's not. a damn lie from the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. It's also it's not true that cops kill more black but, people than anybody else. What What did the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, say his number one job to deal with was? Not killing our enemies, not protecting our country with our military, white people. Well, I Fighting white supremacy. Oh, my God. Same thing with Mark Milley, 
who is the yeah. chairman of the Joint Chiefs of State, Mr. I'll Call China, Mr. Uh, right, I'll Call, right. he testified, I've got to learn how to deal with my own white privilege. I have white privilege. I got. So, yeah, time and time and time again, if we're trashing people based on their skin color, and I don't care what that skin color is, if you are trashing people based on that skin color, you are putting a target on those people. Absolutely you are, and these are the wages of that. This is what you this is what this is what you reap, right? Yes. If absolutely. you're gonna put a target on white people at every level. Okay, and 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 it, it's not the thing is it's and I've said this a thousand times, it's not social justice, it's social revenge. Of course it is. Whitey's got it coming. Well, Whitey's got it coming. And they're clear the about that. They, they're very clear about it. There's no this is not metaphorical, no. this is not anything of that nature this is white people are bad they are inherently racist and you are inherently oppressed and are a victim if you're black and they're teaching this to kids as young as they can start shoving it into their heads so what do you think is going to happen so when when rasmussen comes out with a poll it says half of black people say it's not okay to be white yeah you get it you understand why because that's what they're being taught they're not being taught racial harmony and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, last week we had the story. They're taking the COVID money that was there for COVID relief, right. and there's so much m- money sitting out there. The cities are flush with it. Now they're paying reparations to black people. Right. Of course. You get it. Well, and look, it. look we've already seen this come about with, the, with law enforcement. Same thing with law enforcement, okay? You start drumming into people's heads every single day. Cops are racist. Cops are racist. Cops are racist. They just want to kill black people. They just want to kill black people. What do we have right now? The blue line is gone. You get cops shot. They put a big old target on their backs, and guess what? Cops got killed and attacked. So what do you think is going to happen with all this other CRT stuff about how I'm a racist because of the color of my freaking skin? So Scott, I got a target on my back. Dilbert's out of your paper now because we can't stand for somebody to voice an opinion. We can't have somebody voice an opinion. His entire life has to be canceled, especially when it's true. (laughs) See, to a certain extent. Well, but he's you know at least he's entitled to his opinion, and now he's got to go. We got to destroy. Of course, we have to destroy him because he's got an opinion. Yep. Anybody's got a well, pen, we, know, we just lost too many black people to Trump, so we got to do whatever we have to do to get black people to vote for it's us. Again. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're, they have tried for years. We called them race baiters for years. And you know who they were? Jesse Jackson, oh, Al Sharpton, now the girls who started Black Lives Matter, who enriched themselves off of Black Lives Matter. They all have been race baiters. Barack Obama was a race baiter. Oh, absolutely. He, he was a race baiter. Well, Still is. How many videos have we seen of white teachers? in the high school uh, level who are like, you know, I, I just want to be an ally, and I tell my kids that, you know, if you're white, you're an oppressor. They do it all the time. You know, I don't te- I don't grade or test my black kids, they students, had that, because it's too hard for them. They had them. that video of that teacher in the elementary school this past weekend who was having the black kids in the room stand and the white kids kneel before the yeah, black kids. I, elementary, oh God, like second grade. Right, right, right. Second, kneel before them and ask for their forgiveness like in second grade, you know. Like, they did something? You're a second grade. Or what did you do? It's did sick. You, who did you enslave? No, it's right? sick. It's sick. Uh, and, and so, going back to Obama for just a second here, the story came out this weekend from Valerie Jarrett, who knows Obama better than his wife knows him, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right? That when he was doing, when the Trayvon Martin thing was going on, because that was this weekend, 
uh, he was having a, a a press conference at the White House at the Rose Garden that had a uh, the nomination of of, of uh, Young Kim to the World Bank president March twenty third twenty twelve had nothing to do with Trayvon Martin but he went to Valerie Jarrett Obama did and said plant this question so he could answer with if Trayvon if I had a son he would look right. like Trayvon yep. Martin that yep. whole yep. thing I asked Jesse Jackson one time what would you do if racism was gone you wouldn't have a gig you wouldn't know what to do. Um, and the same thing is true with Al Sharpton. You got to spark this stuff up, man. They've got to hate the other guy. That's all they but do. Though, but those guys were always kind of the usual suspects, and they always had sort of the same riff and racism and stuff. What's happening now, I think, is infinitely even more darker, evil than than what we saw with the likes of race guys like Jesse Jackson and 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 uh, and Al Sharpton. In that now, it's not that we're still recovering from racism and the old institutions are still acting racist, which is a lot of what their rhetoric is. Right. The new rhetoric is you're a white guy. Yeah. You deserve the to have your color ass of your skin. I don't know anything about you. Right. I don't know the, the content of your character. I don't know what yeah. you did last night or last week, and it doesn't matter. The color of your skin is enough. Even Jesse Jackson and 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 uh, Al Sharpton never went there. Yeah, well, now and that's they are. where they that's yeah. where the whole thing is. All right, back in a minute. Where in Rima? KTSA. The winter blues are almost behind us, and we can't. The Scott Adams and <clears throat> Gilbert and all sure. that. Imagine if the poll was the other way around and 47 or 48% of white people says it's not okay to be black. Now, oh my god. That would be that would be the story, yeah. right? Oh yeah. So that should be the story. What what they should be talking about on the view today and what they should be talking about on ABC and CNN today is why do 48% of black Americans say it's not okay to be white? That should be the story, but instead the story is is a guy who pointed that out. Right. Right? Well, He's the story. It's a foregone conclusion with those types that white people are bad. Right. So, you know. But but my point is that's the story. Sure. The story uh, is the fact that, that half of black people say it's not okay yeah. to be But he pointed that out, so he's now the story. Of course. But he played on his on his Twitter account, he played Don Lemon from years ago saying the exact same thing. <laughs> Don Lemon years ago took on black males, and he said to them, first of all, pull your damn pants up. Mm. He said, in prison, that's an invitation. The lower you wear it is, is, is right. so do you want to be a, a homosexual prisoner? Is that what you, I mean, <laughs> right, he said right, it. Don right. Lemon said that. And he said, quit using the B word in all your music. Quit using the word whore. Quit using the N word. This is not. It's not appropriate. You can't do it. Remember when Bill Cosby did it, they went in after Bill, Well, too. if you're white and you say that stuff, you're whore, You're a horrible Correct. racist. You're Correct. talking down to people. Correct. And if black people say it, they're traitors to their own race. That's exactly what, that's exactly what happened. You so know. the story is the fact that the poll turned out the way it did, not Scott Adams. No. <laughs> so, but you know. it's easier to make him the bad guy. Look, another white guy. It's a racist. Yeah. You know, blah, blah, stinking blah. Anyway, yeah, I'm sick of it all. That's that. Hey, I want to thank listener MJ for, I haven't been in studio for a few weeks, and she sent me three Charlie Robeson, uh, oh, cool. Robeson uh, CDs. Are you a fan? I am. Good. Uh, Good I saw you. actually I saw him uh before cuz he had retired for a while because mm-hmm. of some throat issues. He's back now. Mm-hmm. I saw my wife and I saw him at Floors uh several years ago. He yeah. is 
He puts on one of the best shows I've He's ever pretty seen. Pretty wild, isn't he? And he is a guitar playing dude. And he man. sounds good too. Yeah, he yeah. kicked ass. Yeah, man. I like him. So thank you, MJ, for the CDs. Very cool that yep. they sent those over to you. Might have been a, a get well gift, and it's good to see you again. Good to be back. We've been communicating through the ether out there. We hadn't seen each other. Breathe been, well, yeah. We haven't breathed the same air. Uh, I've been in my jammies for the past three weeks. Well, you still are, but it's good. They're no, nice jammies. Well, I, I, I'm wearing my overalls, yeah. which will embarrass my wife. <laughs> well, that's okay. They're easy to get in Because there's out no waistband, because where the waistband goes yeah. are where my surgical wounds are. Uh-huh. But you're better. I am better. I'm doing fine. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you, too, brother. And I love you, San Antonio. I'll see you in the morning at 5. Here's Justin Ware. Bye, y'all.